Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. Requires some explanation to east and west coasters who come up and ask you, Is there anything of interest in the state of Nebraska? Whoa, what's here in Nebraska? You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable, unidentified flying objects. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavic. June 6, 1884. Something otherworldly happened. I'll tell you in a sec. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. You can watch my documentary, Otherworldly Amore, on Amazon Prime right now. DVDs are available. Also, I have a new book that we are trying to get funded for self publishing. It is called Granite Skies, A Disconcerted Journey Through the Unknown. A GoFundMe link for that book and everything else is in the show notes. All right, let's talk about the 1884 Dundee County UFO crash. Hi, oh my God, look oh at this. Oh my God. Look at this. Ah! Please It sounded like the end of the world. But it became an ongoing mystery. Something came out of the sky and hit the ground. In front of several eyewitnesses, a burning object crashes to Earth. It was round, flames coming off the front. I have never heard this story. A lot of interesting things happened in the year 1884. For example, on May 1st, 1884, the dreaded eight-hour workday was first proclaimed by the Federation of Organized Trades and Labor's Union. It was then known as May Day. We now call it Labor Day and moved to the beginning of September. On May 17, Alaska became a U.S. territory. On August 5th, the cornerstone of the Statue of Liberty was laid. The first recorded photograph of a tornado was taken on August 28 by an F.N. Robinson in South Dakota, and on November 4th, Grover Cleveland won the election for the President of the United States. But one event that you won't read about in history books or found on a Wikipedia page for historic events for 1884... is an often overlooked story in the history of ufology. It's about a UFO crash that occurred in Nebraska on June 6, 1884. On that day in June, there were ranchers out conducting what was called a roundup when they heard a quote, terrific noise. The website, only in your state, wrote, Local rancher John Ellis and several other cowboys were out on a roundup in rural Dundee County. 
As reported two days later in the Nebraska Nugget, the Cowboys heard a, quote, terrific noise overhead. They looked up and saw a fiery, hulking object falling rapidly to the earth. The object then crashed into the ground in a ravine just beyond a hill. The wreckage, whatever it was, had left the ground around it scorched and torn open. While researching this, the image that played out in my head was something like the Cowboys and Aliens movie. It's an interesting juxtaposition to think about. I woke up in the desert like I've been dropped out of the sky. You got a name? I don't know. I need to know where you came from. So do I. You don't remember anything. What in the hell were those things? Why are you asking me? They've got my son. My wife. Should we step in? Looks like he's doing fine. The men all approached cautiously, but the object was so intensely hot that one herdsman was badly burned when he got close. The men observed a strange kind of hissing, bubbling liquid on the ground all around the wreckage. Cogs, scraps of machinery, and bits of metal were strewn all about, but everything was simply too hot to approach. They took the injured man back to Ellis's home to treat his burns. They then prepared to return the following day after the heat of the wreckage died down a bit. Overnight, people who lived nearby could see a bright glow emanating from the crash site. That night, some of the townspeople gathered around the wreckage and described it as, quote, being nearly as bright as the sun. It is told that the Cowboys returned the next morning with District Brand Inspector E.W. Rawlings. A brand inspector, as I understand it, is someone who is responsible for overseeing livestock, ranchers, and ranches. Maybe now, I'm not sure, but back then, livestock should be branded with information on who it belongs to, and someone like Rawlings would enforce when livestock wasn't branded, but would also help locate ranch and ranchers should livestock or their branding be found somewhere other than the ranch. So Rollins was taking notes on what he observed. This included pieces of wreckage that Rollins looked at very closely. The pieces of metal appeared similar to brass, but they were remarkably light. Of the main piece of wreckage, Rollins wrote in his journal, quote, the aerolite, or whatever it is, seems to be about 50 or 60 feet long, cylindrical, and about 10 or 12 feet in diameter. Great excitement exists in the vicinity, and the roundup is suspended while the cowboys wait for the wonderful find to cool off so they can examine it. Later that day, at around 2 p.m., a tremendous storm struck suddenly. Rain fell heavier and faster than anyone had ever seen. The wind whipped the rain around and reduced visibility to nearly nothing. The storm carried on for about 30 minutes before ending as abruptly as it had begun. When the onlookers were again able to see the crash site, they were absolutely shocked. The mysterious wreckage, whatever it had been, was gone. The website wrote, After the three-foot-deep stormwater was cleared from the ravine, not one trace of the debris was left.
since the incident, this bizarre story has resurfaced at least a few times. The first was in the 1960s when a copy of the original newspaper article was discovered. Reporters and ufologists flooded Dundee County to question local citizens and uncover the whole story. But they were met with steely silence. No one would say that they even heard about the story of the UFO crash. Interestingly, this story from Nebraska seems to predate every other UFO sighting reported in newspapers at the time. Little Dundee County could very well be the place where UFO mania started so long ago. Now, before we end this podcast on this particular UFO crash encounter, uh, it is fair to note that the Nebraska state government has actually embraced this story and has posted some information on their history.nebraska.gov website. It retells the story like I have here, but it also states the story turned out to be completely false. The Nebraska State Journal in 1927 exposed the story as a hoax created in the fertile brain of James Dean Calhoun, then managing editor of the Nebraska State Journal. Calhoun's former assistant, Horace Hebbard, recalled the event and its unintended consequences for the journal's 60th anniversary edition of July 24, 1927. Hebbard, he said, quote, the story was written by J.D. Calhoun, managing editor, and among those who read it was Charles W. Fleming, an employee of the business office of the journal. Mr. Fleming saw visions of a fortune if he could obtain this meteor or whatever crashed and exhibit for a fee to the curious throughout the country. When he arrived, he found that no one in the town had heard anything about a crash. The website goes on to state newspaper hoaxes have probably been around as long as there have been newspapers, but their popularity peaked during the late 19th century. Journalists sought to entertain as well as inform their readers with stories that were wildly exaggerated and sometimes complete fabrications. Columnists and editorial writers who could supply colorful copy that attracted readers were in demand, and their writings were widely reprinted. So, where does that take us for the 1884 Dundee County UFO crash? In my opinion, it is a hoax. And it has circulated on some websites as fact. And with what we're going through right now, news and media and everything that's out there is throwing so much information at us all the time. Just do your due diligence and, and don't just read headlines and then move on. As of right now, I can't, I can't even count how many people have sent me this new quote unquote new story of the Pentagon confirming these three Tic Tac UFO videos. Uh, for people that have been in the field, this came out in December of 2017 and there's been subsequent uh, uh, New York Times articles and there was even a show on the History Channel uh, that covered these videos and uh, Lou Elizondo and Tom DeLonge and this, all this stuff and, and the Navy has even confirmed over a year ago that these 
these videos were were in fact real. And nobody in the government is claiming that these are extraterrestrial, but they are calling them aerial phenomenon. And, and that is a big deal. But in a time where headlines mean everything, just click it, read it, and then read three, 10, 15 other articles. If you are looking to pass judgment, or if you're looking to share this stuff, I just implore you to find the best, most accurate information that you can from a bunch of different sources and then create your own opinion. You cannot create an opinion on a headline. That's, that's insanity. Anyways, enough from my rant. Sorry, I don't understand. My phone's going off. And just everyone be, be safe and be healthy. And uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you soon. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Nomar Slavic. Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. I think what flavor of these new Dunkin' Coconut Refreshers you get says a lot about you. Really? What's it say about me? Well, you got the refreshing golden peach because you're vibrant, fun, and positive. Oh, what about me? The bold purple pomegranate means you're vibrant, fun, and positive. I take it I got this delicious pink strawberry because I'm vibrant, fun, and positive. Yeah, it's a simple system, really. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer excludes classic Dunkin' Refreshers.